All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the All Over Overland Show right here on Overland Radio. Like I always say, a lot of overlands, one spot. Anyway, um, so I don't know about anybody else in the country, but here in Oklahoma today, the heat index was 113. And um, quite frankly, it's just too hot. Sorry, it's just too hot. And of course, uh, Michael and tonight's guests are both probably going to rub it in our noses that they're in the, you know, 60s, give or take. So uh, we'll get to hear all about that. Anyway, um, before we get started, as always, thank you to our sponsors. We really appreciate uh, Chad at Overland Attic, uh, Theo at Rugged Bound, and the entire crew over at Midland USA and Midland Radio. We Greatly, greatly appreciate all your support. Oops, I got stuff falling everywhere here. Um, so thank you again. And um, I'm not sure Michael's making a noise in the background, but <laughs> anyway, I will uh, I'll bring you in. Hold on. Dude, I am minding my own business. What's wrong? Nothing. You said I was making noise. Oh no, that was me making noise. I dropped oh, uh, my making noise. Yeah, okay. that was me. yeah, I was like, Sorry. "What's going on?" Hey, everybody, welcome to the All Over Overland Show. My name is Michael. This is Lee. We're going to have a special guest tonight, um, who uh, is hopefully going to teach me a few things about this whole Alaska thing. Um, I have several questions. I think I will always have questions. Um, I heard a term I've never heard before called "free frost heave." where the ground moves because it's thawing and frosting and it moves like a bunch i guess there's a road that is like just bumpy as hell because of it anyway so that's been kind of fun um learning things and doing all that kind of stuff in fact we're gonna ask uh our guest tonight like bear defense like i've been talking about talking to lee about it quite a bit and uh I just want to be able to say bear go away and bear goes away. Like I don't want to have to do anything. <laughs> bear go away. <laughs> oh gosh. What else is new? I don't know. Um you need a couple you know of them what? Spoons. Like clap spoons together. Molly, is she gone? Yeah. Is she still Molly's, there? Molly's in town. So awesome. she's still here. I'll be off tomorrow. So we're gonna go do something. Um, there's a road I want to go down called uh Mystery Creek. Nice. Kind of sounds fun. So uh, if we might go do that tomorrow, or uh, I've got a buddy, Justin Works, that's a overlander here in this area, and we're going to go tackle that at some point, just see where it goes. Um, but tonight's guest uh, owns a couple businesses in the Anchorage area, and one that we're probably going to talk about a lot is Alaska Overlander because he rents out vehicles for the overland community to go and enjoy and do all the things. So let's bring Craig on. Craig, come on in. <laughs> Hold on, Michael. I'm trying to get the mouse over there. What are you, what's hey, going guys. on? He can't get good help anymore. Hey, before we get started, one more quick note. 
we are now streaming this on our website and it's live streaming on our native apps in iOS oh, and cool. Android, both. Very cool. I didn't so, know we had all that. Yeah. I've been working hard in the background to build my first apps. They're very basic, but hey, we're streaming on our own apps, not through anybody because else. Because we're, we're very basic. That's, that's well, what it is. But our guest... Our guest is, is not, not basic. basic at all. He lives in a land that most people would dream to live in. I got to actually be one of those people because I live up here now. And he's from Michael. another land that that even more people like would like to visit. So let's uh, let's hear him talk real quick. Hey, Michael. Well, first off, again, welcome to our great state. Uh, we're glad to have one additional member who can get out there and explore this wonderful state. And uh, I've been really excited to see where you've been exploring what regions you've been going to and you've picked out a couple of my favorite spots already too as well so i'm, I'm looking for you to leave the peninsula though and go more to the interior and uh yep that's coming that's coming oh, yeah we lost, <laughs> lee left us i guess well he's still there but he's in the background uh yeah. yeah that's coming i don't have dates yet uh my daughter's in town and she leaves on the 27th so probably nothing hardcore at least until after that no uh, sorry about the heat wave that we got today this is ridiculous 65 yeah degrees. yeah lee 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 takes yeah. off and we we're just gonna i was just gonna talk about how we could wear t-shirts today <laughs> at least it's top raining that's all i'm thankful for yeah yeah it's been <laughs> a rainy mess and then i got a tsunami warning yeah you did what a wake-up call was huh that sunday night 7.3 yeah yeah, 7.3 earthquake. And of course, yeah. we're in Soldatna. So yeah. I looked over at Sarah and I was like, I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having gone through a couple of these, it's, it's, if it doesn't get push you out of bed, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess Homer saw a little bit of it. And I talked to a lady from Homer today and she acted like it was no big deal other no. than, other than, yeah, the, the waves got big. Yeah. That was yeah. about it. No. So from exploring pushes what I, one person said, which I liked in the Alaskan response is it pushes the fish closer to the nets. So, and it's dip net season. It is. It's fantastic. You're not down here. What's going on? No, it's just, we've been uh, a mix of exploring ourselves, building some rigs. Um, we've just been too busy. We kind of missed the prime dip netting season, uh, but we've been able to, uh, um, uh, you know, experience it through friends and family as they go out there and it's been seemed like this has been the year that for fish this has been amazing the amount of fish that people have been catching i hear the russians on yeah. fire i hear casillos on fire kenai's on fire right now it's like everyone's fridges are getting full everyone's happy and uh, everyone's great. friends fridges yes. are getting full yeah. yes <laughs> yeah we we yeah. got to experience a little bit about that uh justin donations yeah uh gave us a big old bag of fish the other day so we were very nice you can't go i mean you can't go wrong with it right fresh yeah. fresh from the river and yeah he well he got us some halibut in there he's got some salmon in there for us our neighbors across the street gave us some canned salmon yeah. oh my yeah. gosh craig the best that's amazing best. yeah and you start seeing the creativity of everyone's got everyone's favorite family recipes and things that have been passed yeah. on down on hot you know hot smoke cold smoke uh, you know, me, I just like it grilled, right? Just grilled straight on the, in the grill. Uh, you just add a little bit of seasoning to it and it's just, it, yeah, you can't go wrong with salmon. See, we're, we're kind of the same. We, we, uh, we cook it in our cast iron skillet. Yep. 
and uh and yeah just season it just a little bit but we just love the taste yeah. so much that and the taste up here is far better than anything i ever had in oklahoma like not even funny yeah I how you. different it is so <laughs> so yeah uh pretty excited about that so let's let's kind of get into it you're not from the united states Tell no everybody where you're from no, I'm from uh, <clears throat> I'm from a small little country called New Zealand, way south, and uh, moved up here in 2001. And then once you make it through two winters, uh, then at that point, you know it's it gets it gets in your blood. I've been very fortunate to come from one beautiful country and uh, yeah. being able to relocate to another stunning part of the world. Um, and then, yeah, my wife is was from here. She um, she was traveling around the world. Bumped into me. I said, I'm going to play tour guide, continue to play tour guide. She said she brought home a living souvenir. We still argue over that. Um, and then, and, and as you know, once you, once you have kids, it's no longer about where you are, it's where they are and what, and yeah. raising kids. And uh, well, I say I that we just uprooted too. So brought them yeah. all the way out here. So, but exactly. we feel for the, for the boys, it's definitely going to be a better place oh, um, for them. And then for Molly. Place just the experience to get to come up here often and stay for a month at a time and and yep. have that in her uh, resume as far as places that she's been to and explored. I, I wish I had done it whenever I was a kid. I wish that was available, yeah. you know, to be able to do something like that. Not that, you know, you want your parents to split, but traveling and doing more of that. My family, we went to Dallas and that was, you know, kind of California once. And oh, yeah. I Florida think so. Nothing you know, there's, a, there's a saying out there is that if you come to Alaska when you're young, uh, you're, you'll have a, the bar will be set very high, right? It's just it's tough yeah. to. Uh, I think and, it and says I, don't come as a young man because it like ruins you yes. for the rest of, if you go anywhere else. Yep, yep. And that's and we we get to see that with our guests that come up, right? They, Alaska's oh, yeah. got an aura, it's got a pull, it's got something that you know is this epicness to to Alaska, and and so you always wonder kind of how people. Um, perceive the state or how they're going to perceive their experiences and and they were a little nervous initially when they first come up here and get out there and then when they go and see the Denali Highway and then they go to Kennecott and they get to kind of do what we do for fun for fun themselves and these most amazing epic locations uh, when they when they come back they've they changed people they really are they just have a, had amazing experiences and yeah it's great well, and, and one of the things for me that's been kind of weird in this experience of moving up here and, you know, becoming part of the state and, and being here a full-time resident is that moving up here, I still sometimes act like I don't know what I'm supposed to do, like that it's not the United States almost, like I'm in another country, like, am yeah. I able to do X, Y, and Z, you know, and mm -hmm. they're like, what are you talking about? Because yeah, yeah so remote to where I was from and it took so long to get here and just all the things that it feels, it feels like you're in your own place. It does. Yeah. But you know, funny enough with, I come from tourism industry. That's my background in hospitality and being, you know, having growing up here in the States as well. And being, being a foreigner, I never quite understood the connection to the States. Right. And that kind of evolved over time. But you know, some funny stories you always hear in the hospitality industry. People would literally call up the hotel you're working at and they're like, what currency do you guys use up there? You know, it's like, yeah. we're, we're part of the 50 states. We do use American currency. You know, yeah. it's, it's come on up, relax. You, you, you know, it's uh, you're in good hands. You're going to have an amazing experience. Just get up there and, 
and, and, and, and visit, right? And explore. Well, and that's where I could see totally that people coming up here, even renting out the vehicles could get a little nervous at first yeah. because you're like, am I driving correctly? Am I, am I yeah. doing the things I'm supposed to do? And, and then you realize, well, wait, it's all the same. And yeah. And it's, and it's the nervousness too of the big wild. And you're talking about before in regards to beers and all these concerns that people can have in regards to the perception of what Alaska is about, you know, and it's just, um, you just got to get out there and explore it and do it. And and then you realize that it's not any different. There's, there's some nuances you need to do to prepare yourself in regards to it. But uh, for majority of the, the areas you're going to see and explore, um, you know, communication's a little different uh, than the low 48. You know, you're a little bit more, you need a little bit more connectivity than you would do in, in the low 48. But uh, overlanders typically, you know, have satellite phones or, or uh, you know, some satellite texting device or, uh, now we're starting to see a lot of Starlinks coming up here too, as well throughout yeah. the state, um, and giving a lot more connectivity. Where you know when I first came up here, you you didn't have that, but it's it's becoming mm -hmm. a lot more accessible, a lot more, um, you know, a lot more, um, it's a lot more accessible for people to come visit. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, the world's getting so much smaller. In fact, yeah. uh, yesterday a lady came into the place that I work, and she had an OU jacket on. Yeah, and you know she finds out I'm from Oklahoma and is like, Oh, look at this. And I was like, look, I'm going to have to charge you more because I'm not a no you fan. So, <laughs> Oh no. So, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a big world that, you know, through technology and communications, whether it be your GMRS or satellite yep. or a Garmin inReach or anything like that, it's just made, yep. made us all that much more connected and, but on the flip, on the flip side of it, this is one of the few places in the U.S. where you can actually, if you want to get off the grid, you can get off the grid. You oh can yeah, get really removed from it, and yeah, if um, you don't have something connected to the satellite, then you're done. You're toast. Oh yeah, and, and then it's a it's a great way to kind of put your tension and stress and you you know what happens back home and jump on a plane, fly up, and kind of rent one of our rigs and kind of get out there and just uh, uh, you know have an amazing kind of once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah. We've got our Midland girl, Olivia, that saw my shirt and said, hey, I like the shirt. So <laughs> she's in the chat over there. What we'll do is we have a chat going and um, Lee will kind of be checking that out and then he'll jump in here and ask us a question if he sees something in the chat that uh, that we need to definitely talk about or if somebody's asking questions. So now yeah. you do the Overland rentals is one of the things that you do. Now, is that something that you... Got well. Let's go back. Overlanding. Yeah. When did you first start? Kind of really getting into what we call overlanding, which is basically car camping, also or boondocking yeah. or whatever you want to call it. So, what's your experience in getting into that? And how long have you been doing it? Well, my background was I was into Subarus, right? That was my fun little car, and I'd modify Subarus and I'd had bikes, and that was my my world, and that was great when I was young. Um, but then kids came along. Uh, and, you know, for me, one of my key core memories of growing up was camping and getting out there and exploring where you are. Um, and then so when when um, my kids got to an age where it's like, I really I want to be with them. I want to experience what Alaska has to offer with them. Um, that's when we kind of got into overlanding. So it was mm -hmm. really in regards to modifying vehicles, started with a simple rooftop tent and in um, the 100 series Land Cruiser. And uh, we had a tow behind trailer at that time, and it was about just getting out to some of the spots. 
And then, you know, as you, in Alaska, you, you kind of got a wealth of, of areas that you can go to. And uh, no, no offense, Michael, but I got tired of doing the Kenai experience with an RV and, and towing it behind and doing the, the common yeah, campsites, I get it. which is, which is okay. I, I want it to be more, <clears throat> you know, I got a real bad case of what's down that road itis, right? So if I'm driving down a road and I, and I'm more like, Hey, I wonder what's down the end of that road or what's down that with that place. And, and then, so it was more kind of the kids and I were packing along and we were kind of going out there and experiencing some of the unique areas of, of Alaska and then doing yeah. um, working in tourism industry. I manage hotels in Denali national park. And, and so you're, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, activity and a lot of uh, guests that you're taking care of and the phone never stopped ringing and, and you know you're 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 managing employees and managing guests and then for us our escape for us was to literally pack up our rig and go down the Denali highway uh, away from cell phone reception and find a place to camp out for maybe one or two nights where we could just get out and escape from it all and, and just spare that spend that time as a family and so that's that's where we did that's where overlanding started for us was more just you know, I didn't know about the gear. I didn't know about, you know, the rigs. I didn't know about any of this. It was just more a, a conduit to get my family out and experience Alaska. And then, um, and then, you know, it, it evolved into overlanding at that stage. And, and, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer. I don't like titles and, you know, I'm like rock crawlers or, or overlanders yeah, or, or this or that, you know, we're, we, you know, I, I kind of view that the same way I look at people who ski versus snowboarding, right? Hey, we're still all up on the mountain having fun and experiencing it, um, you know, and everybody's rebuild is different and everybody's rig is different. Everybody's use case is different. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of, as long as we're all, um, you know, getting out there and experiencing what the state has to offer, you know, we're all, all good in my book, right? So who am I to judge? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, it's it's overlanding as as the word I think ties a lot of us together, but yes. it's not necessarily something you have to lean on to um, yeah. to say this is exactly what I do because I think there's variations of that um, also. Um, but yeah, and you're right. Like in the Kenai area, there's not there's not really any tr any trails. There's a couple of trails. That, well, there's not, it's not like I, I imagined, let's no. put it that way. I no. thought like the whole place is going to be wild and I was going to be able to drive wherever the heck I wanted to. And, yeah. and, and there would just be a, a, a system of roads set in place that, that were much more than they are. Cause this, yeah. this is a area that still hasn't been touched a whole lot because a lot yeah. of it's either a wildlife management area or national forest you know place a lot of this area is or tribes yeah it is and then and then really a lot of the access that has been created is more around either historical access to communities um mm -hmm. or access to old previous mine claims or existing mine claims and so you know a lot of the the roads you've got which are um are out there and you know a lot of historical signals you don't have the fire trail access that you do like in you know, outside of uh, Sedona region, right? It's just, uh, we wish we did sometimes, um, mm -hmm. but we also wish we don't sometimes too as well. So it's, you know, that, yeah. that, that balance. Um, but you can, um, you know, overlanding, it's, it's just, uh, in Alaska is, you know, a little different than, than the lower 48, but you still got amazing access to just stunning, stunning parts of the I world. think overlanding in Alaska is more like world travel, like more like what it's like outside of the United States, probably. Whereas in the United States, it's let's find some off-road trails that connect together yeah. and 
and go do this thing where, and what I mean by Alaska being more like in the world, like there's, there's a lot of like either highways or main roads that people <clears throat> use that you're going to be driving down more so than you try to do in the lower 48 In the lower 48. You're trying not to see anybody the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, where my idea of overlanding is that, but also going to like in the, through a remote village and, you know, kind of finding out what's there, maybe eating something that, you know, is is cooked there or something like that. There's a little store. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, there's, then there's, I, there's some of that. There's a lot of that, too, as well. I mean, that's a lot of what we're trying to do when my guys are planning for, I, I guess, as we're really looking at the routes that give them yeah. that right balance of experience. And and uh, Brooke, um, uh, uh, who is uh, my wife, of course, and she's a partner of Alaska Overlander, she handles a lot of the reservation side and the booking side of it. And that's really a lot where the, the catering of experience kind of happens. And and regards to, hey, what are you looking for? How much time do you have? Where do you want to go? What sites do you want to see? Um, and then how can we kind of really show you the good camping spots, the real nice boondocking sites? Because there's plenty of boondocking sites um, yeah. and plenty of lo locations you can go to. And then you can kind of do certain routes that gives you the kind of the best experience that you can have um, and um, really get out and see, you know, what is some of the cool places that even some Alaskans haven't even seen. Um, and you know, get out to some of these locations where you do get to see some of the communities where it's, you know, a, a small, a small bar in the middle of nowhere, which has got amazing food and great beer, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. And it's, it's even crazy to me, you know, being here for a little over a month now that mm -hmm. I've bumped into people that have never been to Captain Cook's uh, recreational area. Yeah. Great place. Um, they haven't ever been on the beach. Like I was showing a picture from the beach and they were like, where's that? And I'm like, yeah. you live here. Like you've lived here for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just up the road. It's not even hard to get to. <laughs> well, and as, as you know, Michael, summers are very short and very intense here for locals, right? And well, everyone, everyone has a specialty. And, you know, if you're into fishing, that's your sole focus. You know, if you're into hunting, that's your sole focus. Right. And, and so it's, um, you know, it's, that balance of um, summers are so short and so intense that you just really, you got to pick a passion and your passion may change throughout your lifetime, <laughs> but yeah, your yeah. final Alaskans go all in in regards to whatever their passion is. And, uh, and then um, we'll, we'll, we'll research it to death and experience it to death, whether it be, you know, flying a bush plane or, or whether it be fishing or you name it, they, they, they do it. So. And uh, it's, it's, funny like all my friends are like you know alaska you know that's so cool but then you got to realize also and it is so cool but yes. it's harder to see when you live here almost because the summers are short so you got to make yep. all the money you can yep yeah yeah <laughs> in yeah. the summers because you know the winters are a little especially you know here it's a tourism area so yeah um, very much and and you know i'm i'm selling these sheds and they're gonna they're gonna sell through the 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 spring the the summer and a little bit of the fall and then it drops off quite a bit in the winter so uh yeah i gotta try and fit that and trips all into the same thing so oh yeah yeah and then as you know there's no, there's no you know and we we can see that some of our, our guests side like hey can i fly out there for four days and see alaska you're like wow no you got it's you know it's going to be a very controlled experience right if you do it yeah. four days go, go definitely go down the Seward peninsula right and go hike a glacier and um you know go fishing and do go do some paddling on on a on a, you know out in the ocean 
Um, and uh, hey, Michael. <laughs> Michael. And, uh, yeah. I like the chat. That's cool. I like open up. Um, but, you know, and then so when most people ask us kind of what's the ideal time um, that you can kind of have, we typically say the best time to have is about 10 days. That's kind of the minimal that I would say that you'd want to kind of experience Alaska. Um, that gives you a day to kind of get yourself based, pick up the vehicles. We kind of do the full walkthrough. And then your first night, you can either be kind of just outside of Anchorage because you don't want to you want to escape the big city as, as quickly as you can do and kind of get out into the into the state. And then um, at that point, then you just do, you know, whatever direction you want to go. Pick your own adventure. You know, if you want to do, um, you know, Denali Highway, if you want to do Kennecott, if you want to go further into the interior like Chicken or you want to go do what we did just recently, just go up to the Dalton Highway and go up to uh, Prudhoe Bay. You know, there's a lot of uh, adventures and directions that you can go. Uh, from that point on and really just experience the state but yeah 10 days what, is the sweet time what uh what are some of the top places that people request you know whenever whenever they're talking about coming up here and they're going to rent a vehicle and you say hey what are your plans what are your needs need to seize what are their top you know the people that you have coming in what are their top goals um typically you know there's there's two Two kinds. It was three kinds. There's the group that want to see, they want to do the experiences. They want to go and do the activities, right? And they mm -hmm. were very much, and they were more short of span. You know, they're the ones that want to do the float plane trips. They want to go out and hike on the glacier. They want to do the fishing experiences. And, and, and you know, the vehicles are a great way to transport them around there and then camp by some awesome locations and campgrounds. So they are typically more of the shorter term, um, real intense experiences. Um, and then mm -hmm. you've got the other group that, Hey, we want to do we want to do the interior. We want to see what the Alaskans go and what do they want to experience. We want to take a little bit slower. We want to kind of more find out, pick our own adventure, and more find activities as they kind of come. And then you got the third, which really don't have any plans at all. They just jump on a plane, they fly up here, and they just kind of see where the winds kind of send them, and, and off they go. And um, you know, to to each their own. Some some people literally will be on the phone with Brooke probably every other day uh, or shoot a text or shoot an email. Hey, well, this is our plan. This is intended. How can we tweak it and fine tune it? And some just jump on a plane and say, I'm here, Alaska, guide me. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's, and every single one of them has an amazing experience. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, that's, and then, well, man, the, my first 30 minutes outside of Anchorage changed oh. my whole life. That, that drive you know, just south of Anchorage is just amazing to take. It's in, you know. so crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you've got water next to you. you got mountains next to you. And you're just winding around that road. Oh, it's yeah. it was amazing. I, I can't yeah. even words can't even really tell you. And Alaska just continues to try and take your breath away. Right. It's just it's just trying yeah. its best. Like, you know, just when you get bored, you get another mountain range come out or a moose pops out or, you know, just something that just makes you kind of go, okay, okay, Alaska, chill out, you know, just. <laughs> well, and it's, it's so crazy because like on a, a somewhat cloudy day, you see yeah. the mountains in the distance and they look really yeah. far away. Yeah. And then the next day, there's not a cloud in the sky and it looks like the mountain is right next to you. Like it yeah. looks so much bigger. It's just the craziest Thing. And just Sarah wait, and I just wait about for our winter, time. Michael. It's going to be, they're going to have that winter inversion that happens. And those mountains uh -huh. that look like they're just across the way are going to be towering right over top of you. It's just, 
it's a it's a very different experience during winter. Does everybody gain weight in the winter because they stay inside and they just you know eat pots of chili and soup and hang out by the fire or what? Uh, uh, well, in my family, we got to keep busy. So we we, <laughs> we, we, we snowboard. Uh, I got three kids. If we did that, uh, it'd be a recipe for disaster. Uh, so we got to we got to keep them busy. And all right, Michael, moving. you got to stay busy, dude. Hey, I think I, I might get into a cross country skiing. I think you yeah. should. <clears throat> I think you should because I've seen your diet and it sucks. Hey, it's gotten so, well. Today's bad because I had to pick up McDonald's for the kids and went ahead and myself. I found Michael's no, next it's... birthday cake today. Uh oh. Yeah. You want to see it? Oh geez. <laughs> that looks amazing. <laughs> No, I disagree. Okay, for those it has of my you, favorite things in it. For those of you <laughs> listening, it's a bunt cake molds of spaghettios, ooh, stuffed with Vienna sausages, which I have Oh to my say, gosh, like. that's gotta be amazing. You put I, some white, you put some dude, white sandwich bread next to that to dip into the sauce. I saw that today, and all I, I first of all, I about hurled. And then the second thought that went through my mind was, holy crap, this is like right up Michael's alley. I need to send this to him. So Lee's talking about my first camp of the year this year. That was this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I went out and uh, it was it was uh, it was the first. And I for dinner had SpaghettiOs with meatballs. And Lee has not let me hear it down since then. I mean, geez. I used to live off those when I was little. So good. Anyway, when so I saw good. that, I thought of you, and I was like, it's Michael's next birthday cake right here. Michael's Speaking of food, Craig, dogs. what? Yeah. What did you say? It's going to be caribou dogs this time next year once you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm having reindeer. We've been having a lot of reindeer dogs, which are yes. caribou, right? Yep. Same family. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So good. Uh, well, I was just going to ask what kind of food overlander are you are you the guy that does the packets are you the guy like marco that cooks an amazing meal or are you guys like me that hopes somebody there is cooking so you can eat their food well i'm very fortunate i travel with uh, someone who loves to cook so um <clears throat> henceforth uh the reason why i'm a little more burly and prepared for winter <laughs> um but no brooke she, she's great she's amazing we do we're very breakfast depends you know it depends on the trip you're going to right as you know sometimes you cover yeah. miles so it's quick dirty you know just get up get going um uh you know typically there's a steak involved uh there's got to be some salad involved uh we're big into breakfasts too as well uh, and then lunch is kind of uh whatever we can we can figure on the road Fast as we're traveling yep. yeah yeah so, so michael it's about the same as what we do i mean you know yeah yeah as long as the kids care, as long as the s'mores at, in the evening, right? As everyone's relaxing around camp, that's that's all that matters for, for them. Dude, you know that's the most overrated camp food for me. Yeah, is a s'more. Like I'm just, I'm. It's too messy. It's too. I I'm over it. It's, it's a little too rich. <laughs> for the kids, though, they love it. Oh, the kids love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah don't yeah. get me wrong. I like to feed that stuff to other people's kids because. Well, they're now they're pumped full of sugar. Michael's the same way. He's a little shit stirrer at camp. He'll pump a little bit of that. Hey, you want some, you know, sweet tarts on a rope or you want some 
you know, this or that and uh, get everybody else's kids jacked up on sugar. And then he goes and climbs up. Have you tried sweet tarts on a rope yet? No. I don't know that. It's not sweet tarts on a rope. It's sweet tart ropes. They're the best driving food you can have. A good, a good friend of mine, when we were first had kids, he said to me, he said, if you ever ask me to babysit your kids, I'm sending them home with a Red Bull and a Snickers bar. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Damn. That's yeah. one way to curb that rule right one off the bat. Okay. Julie noted. <laughs> That's fair. He now has kids, so his, his tune has changed. Yeah. yeah. Right <laughs> right Funny right how that works. Um, yeah. So you've got uh, an Overland renting company. Um, yeah. What vehicles do you guys have uh, available in your fleet? We are mostly Toyota fleet, Toyota based. Um, and so we have Forerunners and we have Tacomas. And then we built them out really just more as a touring setup. So um, we have old man Emu suspension in them. We have Toyo tires. Uh, we have um, Method Nissius rims too as well. Um, we have the iCamper because it's just a very quick, easy to deploy uh, tent. It's got the um, uh, the king size bed, so it doesn't matter if you have two people or four people. It can really accommodate kind of um, a family uh, in a small mm-hmm. vehicle. Mm-hmm. We have draw systems too, as well, uh, and we have a, a dual battery system as well because we just don't want people to be in the remote locations and having issues uh, in regards to that vehicle starting. So we want to dual battery, and then we have a fridge too, as well, because you know, uh, again, you just touched upon it. Cooking is key, right? So. Um, if you've got uh, a great way to kind of hold food for periods of time and cook. And then we have all the gear that you can include. So we include salt and pepper, toilet paper, uh, paper towels, all the cooking gear, knives and forks, all the utensil sets. Really the concept is, is that um, people can uh, just jump on a plane with their clothes and everything is in the vehicle. And they just we could do a quick 45-minute run through the vehicle, how everything operates, and they hit the road and start the, the exploration. And then we just added uh, two additional vehicles this year. We haven't announced it yet, um, but we have a new vehicle that we're adding to our fleet, and it's a Toyota Tundra, and it has an IU IU cabin on the back of Goose Gear, and um, that's going to be kind of our flagship vehicle for uh, that. And we're kind of really setting it up as a full three, if not a four-season camper, so that way people can... Uh, kind of get out. We've got a Webuster heater in it as well, um, full red arc, red vision set up in the interior of it, so that way people can kind of get out there and maybe see some of, of the uh, other parts of Alaska during the winter and, and, and kind of make that season a little longer. Oh, wow. And hey, tell us, you hit on tires. So tell us a little bit about, oh, what do we got, Aaron? What's Aaron <laughs> want? Something about being mace. Uh, Aaron wants to know if that? you found your bear mace yet. Are we going to play that footage? Have you ever seen so, bear mace? I've seen it. I've yeah, seen I mean, it work. Yeah, you know, and it works off a Scoville unit, right? So it's really hot and spicy, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to see how it works? No. You sure? No, I'm pretty sure. Lee, should we show him how it works? No, I'm good. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, so this, so this is a trainer, okay? Wow. So I wouldn't do that otherwise, but it's uh, Lee tempted me to do that, and I apologize. I will have you know that I did not know that that was going to happen. Oh, your initial reaction must be. Yeah, it's like. I <laughs> had no clue. I mean, I kind of, when he started, kept asking me, I was like, there's no way he's spraying that shit inside here. Yeah. You know, there's no uh, I, met, I met Aaron before I met you, Michael, right? And yeah. he, we were, he, he came up and uh, he did some training through uh, Total Truck and, and 
uh, we were having dinner and and just breaking some bread with them. And uh, he was he was sharing that story right before I even had a chance to meet you. And uh, and that's I've never seen the footage until now. So that's great to just kind of circle that around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's out there. Oh, uh, we um, love Aaron. And he it's is funny a because I yeah. had just I had just met Aaron that weekend, sitting uh -huh. next to him because his booth was next to ours. Yeah. So I hadn't met him before that. And so he comes and we're like, yeah, come over and do this little video. And so this guy that I've spent maybe what an hour total talking to, you know, just totally just bang. And I was like, dude, you're lucky. I didn't come across this I, anyway. I wish the world had more errands. He's yeah. I love him today. I really He's do. Amazing, and his amazing wife. people, amazing family. The kids yeah, are great yeah. as well. Yeah, and, they're all great. Wish we had more of that in our world. Anyway, yeah, I mean, so yeah, Michael, do you have bear mace yet? I do. I do have bear mace. Um, looking to go buy or order my gun tomorrow. So that's on the list. Going to go buy the sportsman. Craig, is there anywhere up there where Michael can go to a gun range and rent and uh, test out some guns? Like down here, we have indoor ranges where you can just rent a pistol. You can go out, try it, see if you like it. If you don't, put that back in the case and they'll give you another one. And that I, I think Alaska is the firing range, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. it is, but I mean, we're talking yes, about, there, there, are, there are a couple of uh, um, shops that I can recommend to you, Michael, um, that okay, will, cool. will lend you guns and then you can go shoot them. And um, I, I got it. Obviously we can, between some neighbors and friends, I'm sure we could give you a, a, a you know, go down there and offer and show you a couple of different ones that you can use and see how it works and see which one you prefer. America. Yeah. America. That's right. But, you know, it's, it's funny because we, bears are the number one concerns that people have for our renters, right? And um, we have sent out a number of people into the wild of Alaska and we've had zero issues and zero interactions with bears. That's what I told um, Michael today. Your, your odds of that oh, yeah. interaction are really slim so and then we said a majority of our connections that we've had with bears is that we've you know been at a campsite or you know being out and around and we see a bear and the bear sees us and, and it goes oh human and we're like oh bear and we both go different directions yeah uh, yeah but we we do include uh as kind of an add-on a uh, bear mace too as well we're very we walk through customers how to use that and we're very fortunate when it comes back and it hasn't even been touched or still on the packaging that it was, you know, uh, sent mm. out with that. So, well, yeah. just give just give Quentin, our nine year old, about thirty minutes with it. And Somebody going die. <laughs> so in Oklahoma, yeah. we had some. We just had some. Yeah. Uh, Sarah's yeah. mom had given us some, and it was before we even thought about moving here. And he goes, "We're out. We're gone. We went to go eat." Yeah. And he's in the backyard. He wasn't supposed to leave inside the house. He's in the backyard and he sprays it in a hole in the ground oh, and no. it comes back into his face and he goes to the neighbors. So we get a phone call yeah. and then I go pick him up and I'm laughing, you know, cause I know he's fine, but I am laughing. He comes around the corner. His whole face is orange. Yep. So he's got like, a full oh, face. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we were um, up in, just, just south of Dead Horse uh, last week. And we met with a, a group of people called Adventure Forever. They have a YouTube channel um, and just amazing people and amazing rigs. And we're just sitting there kind of packing up camp and we've been visiting with them um, at the Goldberg Lake. And we look up here and the next thing is like, you know, 
for the dad, the mom, two kids that is running around and they got bees attacking them, you know, and they're just oh, running no. in all different all different directions. And we're like looking at each other, like, what's going on? And they say we had air mace. And uh, and I think what, what had happened is that the, one of the kids had moved the seat forward and they had a bear mace on the molly panel and the, oh. and the seat pierced to the molly panel. Apollos pierced the bear spray. And, of course, everybody was in the vehicle at the time trying to deal with the scenario that was going on. And then uh, everyone got sprayed. Uh, and Oh, uh, my gosh. The so, ultimate. You know, here, oh. here we are and, you know, pouring milk over people's faces and, and trying to uh, – use dawn soap to wash the faces and clothes and uh, and clean up uh, clean up after the situation but it it works definitely works wow yeah so. wow all right and michael <laughs> i wanted to go back to uh the tires you said yeah. toyo tires so um yeah. the tire scene is much different than it is in like oklahoma and arkansas oh, where right. where we've got slip you know we've just got nasty stuff we're driving on yeah. You said that the way to go is obviously more of an all-terrain tire, but you Toyos are, are tires that you guys use for your trucks. Yeah, we we um, we selected Toyos uh, mainly because our vehicles were um, going to be operating during the summer season, so April through October uh, is the range. So we we wanted to have tires that we're going to be doing 75% of their driving was going to be on asphalt or tarmac. Mm -hmm. And then the other percentage of the driving was going to be on um, gravel or unimproved roads. And then, yeah. uh, you know, it's the Denai highway can be amazing or it could be just, you know, sharp rocks everywhere. Same with Kennecott, same with any of the, and we call them highways, but they're not highways that really are just dirt roads. Um, and, uh, and so we wanted a vehicle that would, um, tires that would just give us that kind of good range of capability. Uh, and, and so we ended up looking, either between Wild Peaks and Toyos, both are great tires. Um, and then we ended up going with Toyos, and they've just done us really well. We've had them for three years now. Have not had, oh, let me touch wood here somewhere, have not had a flat yet on any of our customer rigs. Nice. So oh, wow. done very well for us. And, uh, yeah, we've used, you know, use them for the full 55,000 miles that they are and replace them when they, when they need to. So Michael, you yeah, still people here the... just don't have, don't have aggressive tire treads really? um, on their cars. In fact, yeah, somebody you... pointed out to me there, you know, and I've got the Yokohama Geolander mud terrains and they were like, man, you're ready to go do some stuff. And I just realized that I look around and even some of the overland looking vehicles, they all have, not really too aggressive tire tread from what I've seen. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. I don't know Steve, but hey, Steve. What up, Steve? Great time. Oh, here's a good question from uh, Aaron. How many miles have your renters traveled in total? That's a good question. I, I, I do the math at the end of every year. Uh, we do include 150 miles per day in each of our, in, in our, in our flat fee, and then we do offer the unlimited mileage. Um, I'm going to circle back on that one. I'll, I'll let you know the results, uh, but it's, it's amazing to see. We, we actually, one customer, <laughs> one, one customer did close to 4,200 miles over the space oh, wow. uh, of a 12-day rental. And of course, he oh picked unlimited God. mileage. And I think he did, he probably didn't miss one second, one part of the state in regards to the road system. He drove pretty much everywhere. 
and he was a Polish Polish uh, gentleman, and his uh, uh, his his wife was American, and I swear that she she saw through the window screen every single mile of Alaska's mm. office. Wow, yeah, that's mm. impressive. It it was. I wasn't even mad. I was just impressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you were about to say something about aggressive tires. Is there a a place in Alaska where the aggressive tires are? much yeah. needed and where is that area the interior on my on my play rig i have mts as well and i don't mind the noise okay and i don't mind i don't mind the wear um but you know typically um you know if i'm doing more muddy trails or you know the the bogs of alaska interior alaska can be pretty much bottomless in some places and and so you know there's vehicles up here that run aggies too as well but um, it really depends back to the you know earlier point. There's no one vehicle that's designed for one person, right? And same with same tires, tires as well. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no one tire that's that's perfect for every single setup. And and then you know how are you going to utilize it? It's going to be very different for people. So you know, isn't that funny, Michael? I mean, I think you and I before you moved were both of the mindset that the more aggressive the tire, the better it's going to be mm -hmm. up there. Because remember, oh, we yeah. talked about your geolanders and about how good that, you know, the aggressive that they were. So it's kind of neat to, to hear that perspective yeah. now and go, hey, wait, it's a, it's not really necessary, by the way. Well, I then, think it's the strength in the tire itself because yeah. of the, the rocks and sidewall strength and things like that more so. Um, but But that's because most everybody that comes up here is going to go see the tourist stuff. Right, you know, and well, and when we're building rigs, we're looking at very different things too, as well. We're looking at it from the point of view of like, what weight do you have in the back of the vehicle? What are you holding? What are you carrying? What regions are you going to? Right. What's the setup that you're looking for? You know, and that goes to suspension and wheels and tires and you know everything too as well. So again, it's just um, yeah, it's every use case is different, and every um, every recommendation is different too as well. Hey, just a quick shout out to Vin who uh, just subscribed to Overland Radio and says, Aloha, Craig. So uh, thanks for joining us, Ben. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and you also, so you've got the um, Alaska Overland, but you also have Total Truck. Correct. And yeah. tell us a little bit about Total Truck and, and what that, what you do in that business. Total Truck um, is a business that we uh, purchased uh, about two years ago, and uh, we really looked at when we were building uh, Alaska Overlander, we wanted to identify quality brands that we believed in, products that we believed in, and, and businesses that we believed into as well. So we found, you know, being Alaska, being Alaska, a lot of um, places just don't stock the things that we like to have and enjoy and, and have accessibility to. And it's you've got to you order everything off Amazon or, or remotely or people to say, I'm sorry, we just, we just can't ship to Alaska, right? And, and Michael, I'm sure you're starting to see some of that now being mm -hmm. up here. Yeah. And so we wanted to kind of create a, uh, an identity that was helping in regards to overland builds and building vehicles and really kind of doing that complete build, um, starting to stock certain products that we, we believe in and firmly believe in and, and find product that we can put on a shelf so people can come in and shop and kind of do what they can do in the law 48 and experience uh, options um, that they can have that can kind of help them get them out on their journey. And so, you know, we've got, you know, we're IU cab dealers, we're ATU dealers, we're, you know, uh, front runner 
Prinsu, that's just to name a few. Kings, you know, we support ARB products too as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just really, it's kind of cool because that part I get geeked out just as much as the Alaska Overlander side of it where I can, yeah. uh, you know, hey, especially when I see families come in, that kind of resonates with me and, and, and all young families too as well. And it's like, hey, we're going to build this awesome thing and we want to do this and this and this and this. And then you can kind of sit down with them and kind of give them options and do this and do that and kind of be part of the planning process and kind of get, I get a lot of that experience when I start seeing the pictures of them out in the wild, right? Doing yeah. the things mm -hmm. that they want for the, their rigs to do. And, and then that's, that's kind of my reward, right? When I start seeing some of those kind of um, uh, those, those results. So it's a planning, the building, and I've got an amazing crew uh, down at total truck uh, on the front of the house and the, in the, in the build side of it. Um, got some, genius guys that do some amazing things in the back and and really kind of build some awesome rigs for people and uh and that's uh you know that's what we do and we love it that's every day cool. that's yeah. really right cool on. right it's on. good to see somebody fill that void in places like that because you know it's i think michael and i well before i didn't even know you had total truck but yeah, I even thought when Michael said he was going to move up there, I thought, hey, gum, man, it's going to be hard for you to get anything or find anything unless yep. they have, you know, some of the, your, um, oh, God, like four-wheel parts or something like that. You can get some of that stuff, but you can't get much of it, and it's all overpriced. So <clears throat> it's yeah. really cool that you're filling that void. Yeah, and just trying to overcome the shipping hurdle that most people have in regards to getting access to good products. And, you know, it's, and it's um you know just helping coach not coach and guide people through and getting the get the right setup for them and that's that's a fun part of now it. lee's going to be coming up here next year and so i think right. that we may need to have him stock a whole bunch of lithium batteries in his vehicle to come up here because isn't that the isn't that one of the biggest pains is to get like a like a like a, a no jaggery or something I got a store of that stuff. Come on down, Michael. Right on. See everybody that's complaining <laughs> about it. You got it. Oh yeah, we're we're Battleborn dealer. We've got access to a number of different options too, as well in regards to lithium too. So, you know, it's quite a broad range. Um, you know, we we stock heated lithium batteries because that's really what you need for this market. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, and then well, you know, I'll be towing right a trailer. So if you yeah. you know if there's stuff in the lower forty eight, you want me to haul it with me. Absolutely. I'll have I'll have a big uh, nice trailer. Fire, huh? Oil, fire, whiskey. Yeah, no kidding, dude. I think there's got to be a couple of cases mm -hmm. of that so, make its way. So, Craig, I asked you to have a drink. Um, I was in such a hurry. Sadly, this is my drink. But but I'm good. I do need whiskey recommendations because oil, fire, whiskey is not up here. No. I think there's not there's a couple of great I mean uh, it's it's funny the the brewery scene in, in Alaska is, is amazing and very strong and uh, I'm sure that River brewery. Brewing Company is I love it down here there you go <laughs> look at there <laughs> yeah they're great and you got 49th State too as well I mean every single yeah. typically there's a that blend between overlanding and, and breweries is, is is kind of very close and so we we know some customers that's their sole goal was to kind of see every single brewery in every single small town that their last case to offer that's and awesome. it's, it, it's quite a long journey because there's, there's a, few, a few a few of them out there and um 
you know, the food's good, the beer's good, and uh, the people, you get to see some of the unique aspects, the unique personalities that are that are Alaskans in some of these places too. Yeah. Nice. I even met a guy uh, that came into the shop the other day from Denver that has Echo Brewery in Denver. So if you're in the Denver area, go check out Echo Brewery and say, this guy in Alaska that works at some shed place that does this <laughs> overland stuff told me to come in and he might connect it all. So you remember um, his name? Uh, I've got it. I've got it at the, I'll have to, we'll have to get back. We'll circle well, the reason back. I ask is, you know, we're going to leave mid August for, Oh Echo yeah, I'll, I'll, it's Echo Brewing, and I'll uh, I'll get his name for you, and we'll all just go in there in a convoy and go. Hey, you remember being in Alaska? Where's that you... such and such? I got a message for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to do. Uh, awesome. Nah, we'll just go in there and go. Hey, you remember meeting some cat in Alaska that worked at a shed place? <laughs> he said, "This right where on. we need to go. We need to come." Yeah. yeah. They had really cool hats, and they didn't give me a hat. I was a little bummed. I was like, you know, Aww. look, I've commented on your hat five times. It has your Echo Brewery <laughs> thing on it. I think I think that's enough that yep. some exchange should happen. So, Definitely. But I'm kidding. It didn't. Um, let's see. Well, we're just about in our hour. We're going to have to have you on again. There's going to be a lot of questions that I have about um, exploring and finding things here. And, you know, just the different things to do. You had told me, I think it was you, you were like, you could spend a lifetime here and you're not going to see all of Alaska. You could, you could, and you got to really, it's, and as you see, it's my, as you know, Michael, it's kind of that, that trying to do it in two days, trying to do it on weekend trips. And you, you just can't, right. You got to, you got to take off a good chunk of time and just say, all right, I'm going to go do this section of Alaska. And then you come back and like, all right, recoup, clean, uh, and then and then go do this other section of Alaska and, and, and kind of experience it that way. That's really the only way you can truly take it in. Uh, and even then, you're 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 flying through. So, yeah, a lifetime would be. I've been here for 20 years, and I'm still finding places and going to places that I'm like, I wish I'd seen this, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So, yeah. Hey, do you make it down to the Pacific Northwest Overland uh, thing they do? I did not. I went, down, I went down to Flagstaff and had an amazing time. And I just, one thing I love about the overlanding community is the people, right? The people that you meet and the connections that you have. And then, so whenever we go to those expos, it's just like meeting old friends. I spend, you know, I can't move from location to location without seeing old friends and reconnecting mm -hmm. and catching up again. And it's just, you just meet the most amazing people. And, um, and uh, it's just uh, one of these kind of cool communities where you find a, a people of your own and, and get out there and kind of explore the same like-minded individuals this is fun yeah yeah I mean, i'd like to i'd like to make the trip down to pacific northwest it's just in the middle of the yeah it, you know it's in the middle of summer here we we may be doing east coast we're not too sure yet um it's, mm. it's, on, it's on the radar we'll see if that if we can make it work in regards to timing because it's during that uh, you know off season so Gotcha. Well, if you ever need to rent a uh, overland vehicle in Colorado, I've got a hookup for you. Perfect. So keep that in mind if you need it. Um, and I'm going to tell him to call you when he comes up here because he's planning on coming up here within the next year or so, which is funny because everybody I know is like, yeah, we plan on being up there in the next year or two. Yeah. Everybody? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. 
Well, I think everybody was behind because, you know, good old 2020 and uh, part COVID. of 21 kind of put the hose to everybody. So I think there's a backlog of yeah. people trying to get time off to, to go. And I think that, yeah, it's just going to yeah, be that way. We were a COVID business. We opened up in, in 2020 and that first year it was mostly medical professionals, right? It was, it was people that had yeah. been working hard. And it was their kind of sabbatical away before they went back into it. And uh, yeah. they were the first ones that could, could travel. And then the last year was, again, that pent up. It was amazing just the pent up energy that people had just to get out of their house and go see amazing places. Um, and then this year is it's kind of normalized a little bit um, as well um, and kind of turned into more of a true uh, um, we call transient or independent traveler mm -hmm. versus the cruise traveler. And, yeah. uh, and it's, it's starting to normalize a little bit now too as well. And uh, that panicness of people wanting to get out of the house has kind of become normalized. But it's good. It's really good. Gotcha. So I've got a question for you here in Sterling, or actually it might be in Soldatna. Yeah. There is a ice cream place on the side of the Sterling Highway, mm -hmm. and it looks like an ice cream cone. Yeah. Are you familiar with this place? I have not been in it, but I'm familiar with it, yes. They have alcohol in their ice cream. Like a rum and raisin? Like all like an Andes, look, like look, an Andes. Look at the wheels turning in Craig's head right now. He's so like, like the first tomorrow. thing that we got was a shake, <laughs> and it was an Andes mint shake. So it Craig? has Andes mint and it has you know peppermint in the flavor, and it also had alcohol in it. And they have a whiskey one. And they I have all kinds wrong. of different. Oh, it's amazing. Look, Michael, our buddy all the way from Australia, Mr. Mark Bruce right on. with Red Ark, is in the house. So we right on. look. Red, Red Ark products, amazing products. Fantastic. I know. We are. Yep, they're pretty good. Pretty good yeah, stuff. We're, we're dealer for them in Alaska, and we put the BCDCs pretty much in everything from dual battery systems. And then. We've done like five red vision setups and they're just amazing. So you, great. you have no idea how excited Mark is right now. He's probably just giddy while you're saying those things back down there. Oh, but totally. uh, yeah. 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 We love red arc. Uh, yeah. Truly. Um, I got to figure out what canopy camper I'm going to get since they don't, they don't make it fit the Nissan I have. And Lee actually is going to be probably the first person to have his alley cab on a Nissan Frontier. I, I really like the alley cabs. So just, they're very well put yeah. together. Just And, and the, once you get yeah. that filler plate down right, and then you, if you do the install correctly, uh, there's no dust. I mean, we drove our one through the Dalton and back, and the crew did such a great job at, at Total Truck with it. And we opened it up. And other than my kids' footprints everywhere when they walked in and out of it, there was no, <laughs> dust, no dust at all inside of it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm either gonna have to buy a new rig so I can get one, or I'm just gonna have to figure hey, out what to do. Michael, listen. Today, I discovered Today. that uh -oh. Scout Campers makes a new thing called the Tuck Tuck. They do, and it's a it's a slide in bed camper. Uh, you know, like there are others like the Kenai and the Yoho and all those, but it's made for your truck. It's made for a Maverick, a Gladiator, a Ford Ranger. It fits in your truck. I just yeah. don't want it to be that tall all the damn time. 
But it's got legs, man. You drive out from underneath that sucker. I, I understand, but I Dude, don't want it to be it's tall 16, all the damn time. It's sixteen thousand, and it's a four season camper. Yeah, I mean it's pretty. Come, they come a little heater. You can put goose gear inside them too as well. Oh yeah, goose really gears tall. partnered up with them, and they got this full on custom goose gear. If you want it, you don't have to. What's really oh. cool is you buy it, and it's kind of a do your own thing. Um. It's great, great say, well. it's a really appealing platform. I do uh, like I do like it being hard sided all the way around. Yeah. Um, obviously for the winters here, you know, if I'm able to go out much during the winter. I mean, this year's been so crazy. Everybody's like, I don't know what the winter's gonna be like because this has been about the coldest summer we've had in forever. Yeah, but September in Alaska and October in Alaska, it's kind of one of those few chance the tourists are gone. No offense to tourists, we love you guys. Don't get me wrong, uh, but you you got the place to yourself. The blueberries are out. You know the colors are changing. You start seeing northern lights at night too, as well. And mm, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a wait. very different. It's a very different time. And then you know you've got to do Fairbanks in the middle of winter, Michael. It's one thing. You know, go to China Hot Springs. Uh, just get up there. You know, you walk in this wow. negative forty degrees outside. You can you know you walk outside in your swim trunks. <laughs> You get inside the hot springs and you you know you're toasty and you're warm everything's frozen from here up but you know you're toasty from here down the northern lights are out and we're like how can you get more alaskan than this experience i think i'm gonna have to have chad with uh living the van life come pick me up and take me out in his sprinter van to do that because all the way up to the pole yeah craig have you ever seen chad's uh any of his videos no let's look yeah living the van life he just amazing. produced one that I think takes the cake for all the videos he's done. And it is in Arizona and it is a bunch of storms and he's camped up on these. I mean, yeah. his skill for cinematography is amazing. Just, it's amazing. And I really think that this one that he just put out may have been his best one yet. Well, he got some of the best B-roll he's ever gotten with those storms coming through the mountains. I mean, oh my god! And through the anyway. nights, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we could talk about that for. We go on. I, and on, I just, and on I just followed him. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, watch Greg, it. Thank you so much. Tell everybody that's listening where they can find you on social media, all your handles, all that stuff. Yeah, Alaska Overlander. Um, sorry, at Alaska Overlander and Total Truck AK. And then for booking, www.alaskaoverlander.com. It's an amazing experience. You will have an amazing time. It's uh, We just provide the, the vehicle and, and and the direction, and you guys create your own experience. And uh, we've, we've never had anybody come back with a negative experience. So just get out there, explore it, make it easy. It's amazing here. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have a feeling you're going to be somewhat of a regular uh, and somebody I obviously depend on and ask questions of like, what is this stupid Oklahoman doing in Alaska? I'm going to break Alaska. We've got to make sure that I, I don't, or if it doesn't break me. You're, you're having fun in your experience in life, man. Enjoy it's, it. it's a blast. I love it. Um, <laughs> and, and Lee, obviously thanks for pushing all the buttons and doing the things that you do. Everybody out there that listens to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, it's just a blast seeing the things in the chat and bumping into people and, and, you know, getting the messages that I do. I really appreciate it. Love you guys. Go Whatever you the do, app. 
Go download the apps. Right? Whatever you do, <laughs> go all over. 